It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. We are now over 2,000 subscribers. Like I said to y'all yesterday, by the time you watch the show, if you do on YouTube, I'm sure we're going to get to 2K. So once again, Thank you to everyone who supported the show since we started off on YouTube back in February. And everyone who's listening, been listening to the show on all your podcasts and platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other ones out there since March of 2021. Thank you again to you for helping to support the show since I've been doing it. And we have an exciting season coming up here in Carolina with Baker Mayfield likely to be the starting quarterback. But as I'm going to talk about here in a few minutes, what if he's not the starting quarterback when the season goes on here in Carolina in week one against the Cleveland Browns in a couple of weeks? Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. You can either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council to participate in the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. So let's go ahead and get into it. In today's show, I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate to two opinions that I feel fairly strongly about this upcoming season. One of them is that Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback, and the other one is that Matt Corral should sit back in redshirt this upcoming season. I'll talk about whether that's a good thing and how it could actually be a bad thing for Matt Corral. Just to kind of throw out some opinions that I'm sure other people have, as well as we have the conversations leading up to the Panthers reporting to training camp here in 12 days down in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College. Let's go ahead and start off with the Darnold one, though. So Baker Mayfield is here in Carolina. Panthers give up a fifth-round conditional pick in 2024, paying less than $5 million to bring in Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns. And my expectation is that he'll be the starting quarterback. Like last year in the Panthers, gave away a second, fourth, and sixth-round pick to the Jets for Sam Darnold. They were not planning on starting Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't imagine, after spending all offseason, trying to find an upgrade at the position, that they would roll out with Sam Darnold come week one this season. But what if they do? What if Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback? for the Carolina Panthers come week one. And it's not just what week one. What if he maintains the starting job through week one to week 10, all the way to week 18? 17 games of Sam Darnold here in Carolina. What happens? That's something I've tried to ponder because it is a reality that folks should, in a way, prepare themselves for. I imagine that if Matt Rule comes out and names Sam Darnold as a starter, that there's going to be a full-on riot here in Carolina. (laughs) After everything we saw last season, the constant turnovers, the lack of leadership it really felt like, and just all around, not having the goods, I feel like there would probably be a full-on riot outside of the stadium there on 800 South Main Street in Uptown Charlotte. 
But in a way, wouldn't it actually be somewhat of a positive thing? If you really think about it. Okay, so as I praised Sam Darnold this past, or yesterday, when talking about Baker Mayfield and how Baker said that Sam was one of the first people to, re- to reach out to him, that he got his number and talked to him. Hey, like, man, let's go out there and let's set up workouts with our wide receivers because he wants to, to help the team win. That's his number one goal is help the team win. So I give him praise for that and how he's handled the pursuit of Deshaun Watson, them drafting Matt Corral. He is taking everything in stride and talk about how he can only control what he can control. And he's got to be focused on himself and that he can't focus on the Panthers attempts to try and find an upgrade. And I applaud him for doing that. Albeit it's absolutely justified for the Panthers to go out there and try to do the same thing. What has Scott Bitter said throughout the offseason? What has Matt Rule said throughout the offseason? Whenever they met with the media, when they have been asked about Sam Darnold, they've been talking about how they need to help Sam, that they need to do more so that Sam can have success, that he's still a young quarterback. He has talent. We like Sam. We think highly of Sam. We just got to do more to help him. Well, they've done that. They got a new offensive line. They brought in Austin Corbett. They brought in Bradley Bozeman. Brady Christensen should start this year. They drafted Icky Aquanu. So offensive line's rebuilt. Rashard Higgins, he comes in. He has more of a rapport with Baker Mayfield. Haven't played in Cleveland, but he's shown the NFL that he can he can play. Terrace Marshall, who they drafted last year, is here again, and he stepped up. Robbie Anderson's still here. DJ Moore, they extended him. So they've done that. They've re-signed Ian Thomas. You can see that as being something to help Sam Darnold. And Christian McCaffrey's still here. They decided not to trade him. Not like there was very many inquiries, it seems like, from the rest of the NFL. So overall, I feel like the Panthers have done a lot of things offensively to push the the team forward and that Sam Darnold should have more success if McCaffrey's healthy and the offensive line projects to be as good as we expect. So really, would it be that bad of a thing? Considering that one of the goals they had in the offseason was to improve the offense line. It was also to add to the quarterback room, which they've done. All to me, what it means is, all right, they brought in competition. That competition pushed Sam Darnold forward. And now Sam Darnold's going to play at the level that he at least played at in the first three and a half weeks of last season. Or they finally play at the level that maybe he's always been capable of as a number three overall pick. So again, would it really be that bad if Sam Darnold ends up being the starting quarterback? Because competition, that's what they want to do. They want to bring in competition no matter whether it's that quarterback or running back or wide receiver, defensive end, linebacker, safety, corner, kicker, punter. They want to breed and foster and competitive background here in Carolina. And haven't they kind of done that? By now bringing in Baker to actually push Sam Donald by going out there and getting Matt Corral and doing all these things that they try and upgrade for him. And Sam's out been working on his footwork. You have Ben McAdoo in here who should help him. So if Sam Brown was a starting quarterback job, all that would tell to me is, well, damn, the Panthers did all these things to try and help Sam Darnold, and it pushed him forward, and when the pads came on, he proved it. But if we're being honest, ain't nobody really trying to watch Sam Darnold play the rest of the season, and I still feel like the best thing for the Panthers is for Baker Mayfield to start this year. But try to wrap my head around how things how I could be able to justify Sam Donald being the starting quarterback or how the Panthers might be able to do it if it does come to that come week one. Again, don't think it's going to happen, but there's a way that it's a possibility and certainly ruled out at this point in time. He's going to go into training camp as a favorite. I don't know about the favorite as a leader. As he's been here all offseason, he's been working with Ben McAdoo, his footwork. He's been here. He has a rapport with the receivers. He know, I mean, he has more of a knowledge of the offense. Now, Baker Mayfield did say on Tuesday how – James Campen, who was up there in Cleveland, the new offensive line coach here in Carolina, 
He already knows his protection calls, and that was one of the things that would be one of the biggest hurdles to him coming here and understanding the system. He now knows that, and he has more practice with it than Sam Darnold does, having played as a starting quarterback there in Cleveland with James Camp and as the offensive line coach. I'm just saying, though, Sam Darnold, going into camp, he's going to get first team snaps start off. Be even eventually, as Scott Fitterer said. Again, one guy's been here. The other guy just got here. We will see. But again, hopefully uh, Baker's a starting quarterback, of course. Now, Baker, Sam here, they're going to have a quarterback competition, which is, you don't really see that very often in the NFL. You typically know who your quarterback's going to be going into the season. More so in college, you see quarterback battles and competitions going through camp leading into the season. How would it impact Matt Corral? Let's talk about how Baker Mayfield coming in here could be a positive for Matt Corral. How could it possibly be a negative for Matt Corral this upcoming season? that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Hindsight is 2020 and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you asked to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch on bills. You can finally tackle those, those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think about it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the Apple App Store right now. That's DAV. Sign up for extra cash account and get a $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant fees apply. Bank provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, I'm here today and I'm going to play as advocate to the opinions that I actually have. I, I think Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback here in Carolina. And I think with Baker Mayfield, the Panthers will be a wild card contender. And I actually think they'll be a playoff team. This upcoming season, because he will stabilize the position, at least for this year. What happens in the future? I'm not quite sure. And what happens with Baker will have a direct impact to Matt Corral, someone who I also believe as a third round pick would benefit from sitting back and using this upcoming season as a redshirt year. And I don't really think it would hurt his development. Now, here's one thing, though. There is a quarterback competition going on when training camp opens up in about 12 days' time, down at Wofford. Sam Darnold versus Baker Mayfield. Sam should have the lead going in just because he's been around, and he has more of an understanding of this offense and the guys around him than, obviously, Baker, who does know plenty of the players on the team. As he's talked about, he's talked to basically everyone on the offense when he met with the media on Tuesday, and he has had a relationship with guys like DJ Moore in the past, of course, Sam Darnold as well, being in the same draft class, and even Christian McCaffrey. All that said, though, he's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball, and we'll see – when he's actually ready to compete. But Sam will be taking the first team snaps to start off, and Baker will get in there, and then eventually maybe it'll even out depending on how things go. 
What does that leave, or where does that leave Matt Corral, though? P.J. Walker, he's going to be the odd man out. Davis Cheek has already been released, unfortunately. And they're going to let go, I'm sure, P.J. at a a point in time. And and Scott Fitter was asked about, hey, would you carry three quarterbacks? He also had to remember, hey, we also have P.J. Walker here. P.J. Walker, not going to be here very long. And he's someone that the Panthers might be able to get something for if they try, if someone needs a backup quarterback. I think most teams probably have their backup options. And we've talked about Sam Darnold getting moved. P.J. Walker, far more cost-effective for another team out there. But as far as first team rep this year, they're going to they're going to go to Darnold and Mayfield, and then one of them's going to lose the starting job and be the backup quarterback. So throughout the season, how many snaps is really at least in, in practice is Matt Crowd going to get? It doesn't seem like he's going to get any first team reps at all. How many second team reps is he going to get in the preseason? I don't know how this is going to go. I I don't remember when was the last time I had a quarterback like a true quarterback competition here in Carolina. Was it like? 03 season, coincidentally, when they went to the Super Bowl, when Rodney Pete and Jake DeLome, is that the last time that there was an actual quarterback competition going into the season? Because typically, you already know who your quarterback's going to be. And basically, it's the politics of the NFL. Hey, you draft this guy in the first round, that's your quarterback. You signed this guy to a mega, a mega deal or traded for him, that's your quarterback. Here in Carolina, well, they traded for somebody last year in Darnold. That hasn't really worked out. Now they traded for Baker Mayfield. And conventional wisdom would tell you that they didn't bring in Baker to be the backup. But still, he's going to compete for the job, apparently. And then they drafted Matt Corral. It seems like they want to sit back and, and let him wait. How many opportunities is he going to get during? I mean, he's going to get to play, I'm sure, in the preseason games. The first preseason game, I don't expect to really see any of Darnold or Mayfield at all. Again, though, I, I have no idea. I've, I've never seen how a team goes out there and deploys their quarterback snaps when they're trying to see which one is ready. And they have the joint practices with New England, which will help. In the same light as last year with Baltimore, Indianapolis, when they did those joint practices, now we'll offer more of a uh, understanding of who's more ready to lead this team this upcoming season as far as it goes with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. But once again, the season, is Macaral going to get the same kind of reps that Trey Lance got last year in San Francisco? I was watching NFL Live on Wednesday and they were talking about how they shut. They had to shut down Trey Lance after the season because he threw so much last season because Kyle Shanahan was trying to do everything he could without him playing. He only played 71 snaps last year, but trying to do everything he could in practice to get Trey Lance prepared to be the starting quarterback this upcoming season. Is the same thing going to happen for Matt Corral? I have a hard time believing that. And that's one thing where I can understand what people would be a little concerned about what his status is and where his development would be, considering that the Panthers are going to have two guys ahead of him. And maybe at some point in time that Darnold, if he loses the starting job, which I think he will get shipped off that then that allows Matt Corral to be the backup and to get more of those second team reps. He can be out there in scout team. There's only so many guys. Now the good thing is the NFL has expanded the practice squad and that will allow Matt Corral to have more of an opportunity than he would have back in the past when there just wasn't that many guys. But it, it is somewhat of a reason. It is something somewhat to be concerned about. Just wondering for the, the rookie to sit behind two veterans. He's going to learn from them. The mental reps, that's something that they talk about, how that can be important. There's nothing more important than actually getting under center, leading the offense, making the calls, making the reads, the checks, and all that, and actually doing it yourself. And how many opportunities is Matt Corral going to get to do that 
if you have Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald ahead of him on a depth chart this upcoming season. Let's look at Will Greer a couple years ago. Will Greer, number three guy. Now, he got to be the number two guy once Cam Newton went down. So I think that helped him. But we saw it by the end of the season, even when he came in for Kyle Allen and replaced him eventually. Didn't look good in Indianapolis. Didn't go, look good against the Orleans before getting knocked out in that game. Matt Corral's probably going to get less an opportunity this upcoming season. And I would love to talk to somebody and just understand how would they and how will they? And maybe something I got to ask if I ever get on one of those press conferences. How, how will you allow Matt Corral to still develop actually on the field in practice knowing that he's going to be behind two quarterbacks this upcoming season. All right. Um, we did the offseason checklist a couple weeks ago, and the Panthers still have one more box that they can check. There was an update on that box. We'll go back and look once again at the offseason checklist and see that the Panthers get better this offseason because it feels like to me this was a pretty successful offseason. We'll talk about that more here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's go back over my off-season to-do list. I had it uh, about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. I went over my checklist, something I do every year. Just look at the Panthers, going into the off-season, things that they need to do. And as we know, Scott Fitter and the organization have their own checklist, like going out there and finding another quarterback, likely someone who could replace Sam Donald or at least bring in competition for Sam Darnold. They've done that last week by trading for Baker Mayfield. He also wanted to rebuild the offensive line. So they've checked the two major boxes. One thing that he, he did bring up, though, is they would still be interested in having some edge rusher help. And that is the lone box I have not checked or unchecked so far as the Panthers prepare to head into training camp in a couple of, well, days, 12 days to be exact. I had on my list Restructure deals. They did that. They extended DJ Moore. They exercised a fifth-year option of Brian Burns, which is a no-brainer. They eventually brought in legitimate competition for Sam Darnold. They did not re-sign Hassan Reddick, which is okay. But they did re-sign either Stephon Gilmore or Dante Jackson by re-signing Dante. Cut AJ Bouye to save money. They signed a new left. They drafted a new left tackle option. They signed a new center option. Now, is it a long-term center option? That was one of the things I had written down. We'll see with Bradley Bozeman. I think he will be and can be. Signed a new free agent guard in Austin Corbett at right guard. They got a new linebacker by signing Damian Wilson in. You can even count in Corey Littleton if you want. And they signed a new free safety by bringing in Xavier Woods. The lone one is to sign or draft the defensive end to set the edge on defense. Amari Barno is not going to be that. He's going to be more of an edge rusher. And I'm curious to see if Carlos Dunlap would actually be that. But adding a veteran edge rusher at this point in time would still be a positive for the Carolina Panthers, knowing that you got Brian Burns coming off a Pro Bowl season. I think he can be right there in that conversation again. He wants to get to double-digit sacks after having nine-plus the last two seasons. At least nine nine sacks, well, nine sacks and nine sacks back-to-back seasons, um, to clarify there. I think he would be aided by having someone over there who has spent time in this league actually having success. 
And uh, that's not to denigrate Sammy, uh, Frankie Louvu, who almost called Sammy, which would have been even more disrespectful. But no, Frankie, I- I'm excited to see what he can do with more snaps because in less snaps last year, he was really freaking good. And now he's going to get an opportunity. They're going to give Amari Barno, the fifth-round pick out of Virginia Tech, an opportunity. We'll see where B- Brandon Smith lines up, the fourth-round linebacker out of Penn State. And then you have Marquise Haynes getting a, getting a more extended role. And maybe by committee, all those guys can get the 11 and a half sacks that you're losing with Hassan Reddick going back home up to the Philadelphia Eagles. I still, though, think that instead of sitting here and banking and hoping that this works out, that you get someone who's a veteran and can be that fallback plan in the event that some of these guys now stepping into bigger roles, whether they're younger guys or they're veterans or getting their first opportunity to really be a starter in this league, that that takes the pressure off of them. I don't know if this is really the most, this is the uh, the best example. I just think back to when the Panthers, Dave Gettleman, really, rescinded the franchise tag on Josh Norman. That left Carolina just in shambles. Not shambles, but a bad situation at corner. You had Ben Wickery coming back, who had hurt his leg in that Super Bowl season, and he was coming back the next season, and he was going to be the, the elder statesman in that room. And then you had a young... James, um, good Lord, Bradbury, had a young James Bradbury. You had Daryl Worley. You had Zach Sanchez, three guys that you drafted that year. And let's never forget, as much as we'd like to, what happened that afternoon in Atlanta against Julio Jones. He put his team in a bad situation, Dave Gettleman did, by having such a young secondary. And Ben Wickery eventually got cut that week after that game. I don't think that Brian Burns would give you that situation, but you would like to have more than just one guy in this out there on the outside to get things done. I don't know. I don't, and again, I don't think it's necessarily the, the best example, but I think I, you, I would hope you understand what I'm trying, trying to say there, what the point I'm trying to get across. It's Carlos Dunlap. Scott Fitter was on with WFNZ on Wednesday morning with the Mac attack, Travis Hancock, T-Bone and uh, Mac. And they were asking him about, hey, what's going on with Carlos Dunlap? Could he still come here? He's still a free agent. He was here back during mandatory minicamp, meeting with the team, getting a physical, trying to figure out what his fit would be. And Federer said it it would come down to money. He's still interested. And I would imagine that money's not a problem, considering that they barely paid anything. They're barely paying anything for Baker Mayfield. You can't give Dunlap the same kind of deal or even more than that? I would think so. And if that happens, and even if it doesn't happen, it's hard not to call this offseason for Carolina a success. You bring back TJ Moore, or you extend him, who has been one of the most underrated wide receivers in the National Football League since he entered the league, consistently makes plays, and one day, I hope, fingers crossed, that the Panthers are going to go out there and actually get him a quarterback, and maybe that's Baker, who can help him elevate his game. They pick up the fifth-year option on Brian Burns to start the process of keeping him around for a long time. They bring in more competition and likely an a upgrade from Sam Darnold. Dante Jackson's back. They get a long, they, a left tackle finally in Ike Aquanu. Bradley Bozeman, I think, can be a really big key to this offense this upcoming season. They got Austin Corbett on the roster. They bring in a new middle, a new linebacker. And Damian Wilson, they have a free safety in Xavier Woods. They've checked every single box you'd want them to check in particular at quarterback and on the offensive line. And the O-line feels like you shouldn't have to worry about that. Quarterback, still TBD, 
they don't really have a long-term plan there. But they're not going to just roll out with Sam Darnold and have done nothing. They brought in a potential long-term option in Matt Corral by drafting him as a developmental quarterback. And they now have Baker Mayfield as someone who's actually won in this league and gone to the playoffs. Albeit still having issues in Cleveland. And hopefully those issues don't carry over. And then we can get the 2020 version of Baker Mayfield. And he can get along with Matt Rule and the Panthers brass. And that his teammates follow him. And he can demonstrate the leadership that he showed at Oklahoma. And even early on in his Browns career. Before things deteriorated last season in Cleveland. This has been a successful offseason in Carolina. Scott Fitter, you got to give the guy a, a round of applause. What he did with the, the roster. And you also have to give Matt Rule a lot of credit and what he did by bringing in new coaches. McAdoo might not be a rock star offensive coordinator, but he has head coaching experience. Steve Wilkes is now back. He has head coaching experience. Paul Pasqualoni has, has a load of experience, having been in the NFL and in college football probably all, all our years combined. Chris Tabor has experience as an interim head coach in the National Football League and has consistently put out top special teams units as a coordinator in the NFL. The staff is better. The roster is better. The O-line is no longer a joke. The quarterback has swagger for the first... I said that so terribly. The quarterback actually has bravado and swag for the first time in a long time here, it feels like. This has been a positive offseason. And it's so funny when you look back at what people say on social media, what they might say when they call into a radio show, what they're saying on message. Do we even have message boards in the NFL? I'm sure there's message boards somewhere. What they, they say in YouTube comments or what they might say everywhere else. I think Panther fans should be excited about this upcoming season. And I talked about it two weeks ago, things you should be excited about. That you had a damn near perfect offseason. And that you don't, you're not probably going to watch Sam Darnold this year. This has been... One of the best offseasons that I can remember here in Carolina. Now, let's go see, though, if Matt Rule can coach him up and all the hard work that Scott Fitterer put in and the players have put in behind the scenes actually materializes in a playoff berth this upcoming year. So we'll see. But again, I, I feel good about what I've seen so far this offseason. All right, it's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, thank you so much for getting me to 2K subscribers over on YouTube. If you have not subscribed to YouTube, that's okay. You still have time. You can always do it right now. Go ahead and click that subscribe button. I think it's right there in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. And if you listen to the podcast on all the traditional podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other ones out there, please continue to do that. Rate, review, and subscribe if you have not already. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. We have plenty of them. Should be a jam-packed mailbag here on the show. To get them in late, go ahead and at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. The easiest way is always just to go ahead and slide into those DMs, but don't get crazy. In the meantime, though, take care. Be safe. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.